Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! Bulls road trip is still ongoing. They beat the Jazz, even though Lowry Markkinen looked like the second coming of Michael Jordan at times. And then mm-hmm. Devin Booker beat them in Phoenix. The Suns didn't beat them. Devin Booker mm-hmm. did. That was an ugly game. But we also have a lot of news that came out of this week that we're going to talk about on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench mob member and Tennessee Vol C.J. Watson. C.J., I was really looking forward to talking about that Jazz game, and then Devin Booker went and did that yeah he went and did michael jordan-esque things so you know uh it it happened but you know move on to the next one (laughs) that's really all it is you know i told you i didn't think they were going to win that game but i did not expect it to be that bad i mean it was at the point the post-game show started with a bunch of silence jason golf was cracking (laughs) up it was actually really funny we're going to talk about it all after i tell you about our friends at bet online basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline featured live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It is always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. College hoops is in full swing. The World Cup is still going on. The U.S. is going to the knockout round. That was an exciting game. We won't talk about the Christian Pulisic aspect of that. But the U.S. is moving on in the World Cup. You can bet on all of it at BetOnline. What are you waiting for? Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. It's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline. It's where the game starts. And we have an official t-shirt of this show, Jordan Pippen 98, the last dance, available exclusively at shop.believe.com. The guys are doing great work. Great place to go. If you want some Christmas presents this year, because it is now December, that means Christmas is coming. The Christmas music is playing all through my house. I've not broken out the ugly sweaters yet, but I'm going to. Great place to get some Christmas shopping done is the Believe Shop and support the show with the Jordan Pippen 98, the last dance t-shirt. Two games to recap on today's show. The Bulls did beat the Jazz. Didn't look like they would. They did 114 to 107. Lowry Market at 32 points. 23 of those came in the first half. That was crazy. And then the Suns turned around, 51 points in three quarters from Devin Booker and route to a 132-113 Bulls loss. Bulls just had no answer for D-Book. You're going to dive into that game. But first, that Jazz game, my first question during that whole thing, where the hell was this Lowry marketing when he played for the Bulls? I don't know. You guys probably didn't give him the, the free reins to, to do what he does now. <laughs> I'm blaming Jim Boylan or something because, my goodness, I could not believe what I was watching. Like, right. that, that was the Lowry marketing we all wanted. In Chicago, we wanted him to be aggressive, take those open threes, and it helps that the Bulls have no perimeter defense at all, which was a big part of his success. But that was the Lowry marketing that we've been waiting for in Chicago, 
and it happened against the Bulls. I, what's with these revenge games? I, I'm I'm tired of it. Yeah, it happens a lot. You know, um, um, former players want to play great against their former teams, and uh, I expected the the Bulls to win this game. Uh, the Jazz started off very hot this year, but kind of cooled off uh, the last couple of weeks. So they they are a pretty solid team, but I expected the Bulls to win this one. But like you said, Lowry is playing great, um, and uh, I'm glad the Bulls pulled this one off. Look, I'm happy for him. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm glad he's doing well, but I I have maintained all year. The Jazz are not one of the top teams in the right. NBA. Like I, I think that roster overperformed to start. I think they're coming back down to earth now, kind of like you said. The fact that they had 32 points from Lowry Markkinen, oh, and they didn't have Mike Conley in that game, which was a big part of the mm-hmm. reason why they fell apart when they did. Right. But I still see these slow starts that happen against Utah, and it's becoming more and more of a trend. It just goes back to energy, right? Is there a way that they can address this beyond Billy Donovan calling out the big three of Levine, DeRozan, and Vucevic in his press conferences? I think you just have to hold everyone accountable um, from the your best player to the last player on the bench. Um, everyone has to bring that energy, bring that effort. And like you said, you might have to mix up starting lineups, uh, switch up different um, lineups, um, bring someone else who hasn't really played, like Dalen Taylor that we always talk about that needs to see some court time, uh, maybe throw him in there just a few minutes just to get some energy. And uh, maybe that would that would help the team. You know, I'm hearing more and more calls for Dale and Terry to play. I would like to go on record to say we were, I think we right. were the first <laughs> ones to say play Dale and Terry. I retweeted Darnell Mayberry's tweet with the video to prove it. Like, right. please let this kid play, especially when you're going up mm-hmm. against Phoenix. And, you know, Patrick Williams struggled against Devin Booker, which is understandable. It's Devin Booker. I mean, if right. he's hot, he's hot. But if you can give a different look with a guy like Dale and Terry, I think, so the offensive side is not where it maybe should be. I think at some point you have to sacrifice that to shore up the defense because the defense is still the biggest question mark on this team. For sure. I agree hundred uh, percent. This is a long season and you're going to need every guy on your bench. Um, if you want to make it to the playoffs and make a deep playoff run and um, you know, what better chance to get this young guy some playing time, um, get him some minutes get him some confidence and maybe you might need him down the stretch. So um, just always good to give your, your starters and your main minute, big minute players some a break. You know, I've talked about Devin Booker a couple of times here, 51 points over three quarters. I don't, he played all in the fourth quarter. I know he didn't need no, to, but I'm not no, sure if he, he played at all. Didn't. But <laughs> when you're facing a guy like that and he's mm-hmm. just, everything is going his way. He's having his way with you. Your, your best defender had no answer for him. What does that do for the team as a whole as the game goes on? Uh, it breaks you down. <laughs> you have you have no answer for him. You try to switch it up, try to throw different defenders at him. It just reminds me of one time when, uh, when I was playing for the Warriors. Uh, we were playing the Milwaukee Bucks, and shout out to Brandon Jennings. He had uh, 55 on us, and I got about 10 or 12 of those points. And everything, we did everything uh, in the scattering report. Coach kept saying, go under the screen, go under the screen. No matter where it was, no matter how many times they said it, just keep going under. And Brandon just killed us every time. And uh, once he got his confidence, and granted, he had 55 and didn't score in the first quarter. So uh, the, those second, third, and fourth quarters, he just went, you know, went, went crazy and was making everything. And once you, if, as an NBA player, once you make your first or second couple of shots, you know, uh, your confidence through the roof. So I'm sure that that rim was looking super humongous for Devin Booker, and no one could really stop him. So let me just clarify here, and you're gonna you're gonna understand why I'm asking this clarification. Mm-hmm. You said you did everything you needed to on defense, right? You followed the right. game plan. He was just having a hot hand, had a day. Yeah. He just had a day, and but we didn't switch it up either. We just threw different defenders at him. Coach kept saying, "Keep going on the screen." I don't know why. I don't know what Nelly was thinking that day because um, if he makes, you know, the first three or four, if you're going under the screen, you got to switch it up sometime. We tried to blitz him. We tried to do different things, and Brennan just had every answer. And like I said, once as your confidence starts to rise, um, it's, it's pretty much it's a wrap after that. 
because the reason I asked that clarification is for context. There were multiple times against Phoenix, the Bulls missed their assignments. Billy Donovan said it in the post-game mm-hmm. press conference. You saw it during the game. Vooch was yelling at the guards because they missed their spot. Right. And that led to some buckets and it led to some dumb mistakes. Mm-hmm. When that happens, you're a team that struggles on defense. I mean, we have talked about this every show. It mm-hmm. seems like is the struggles on defense. You have to be on point. Now, let's say Devin Booker still has the day he has, even if you're on point with your defense. But if you're having a bad day against a guy like that, the game you saw Wednesday night, which, by the way, 132 to 113, the score, it was not that close. That right. score got closer in the fourth quarter. It felt unreachable from the moment Booker started. You know, he went 20 for 25 from the field for crying out loud. Right. Like, you've got to be on point with your defense. We talked about the top teams. This is one of those teams you have to be on point. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like one of my coaches would say, Tibbs, uh, you got to talk early, loud, and continuous. And um, obviously the Bulls, their communication issues are – are probably what stems from their defense issues. Um, and I think it doesn't get any easier. And Friday they got, you know, one of the best players in the in the game, in the league, one of the best shooters ever, Steph Curry. So once he gets hot, you know, he can easily go for 50. So um, they don't communicate and start talking on defense and getting their perimeter defense figured out. It's going to be a long, long season and long night tomorrow. That is one of the trade-offs to talk about bad defense. It's like, yes, the defense is bad, but I get a Tibbs quote out of you almost right, yeah. every time. <laughs> I, I can listen to Tibbs talk defense all day. Right. So yeah. anytime we can get that, like, that is one of the biggest trade-offs, but you bring up that Warriors game. The perimeter defense is the scariest part of this game. You got yep. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, you got Jordan. I'll put Jordan Poole in there. Like Andrew Wiggins. And you got Wiggins, who's found his yeah. three-point shot. Like you've got guys. That game is either going to go really, really well, right. or we're going to be talking about it like we're talking about the Suns game, I think. Yeah, for sure. I think so. And uh, I think for that game, we got to make some threes. The Bulls have to find some three-point shooting. Um, it's great to get to the line, get to the free throw line and make some twos. Um, but if you don't make threes against the Warriors, you'll never beat them. Like, I respect the game plan. I respect the idea of we're win through the mid-range. Your yeah. three-point shooting isn't there necessarily. Uh, down low, your layups, like, I mean, it feels like they're settling sometimes, but they're through the mid-range game. Is that sustainable in today's NBA? No, I don't think so. You got to make the three in, in today's NBA. Like those, those threes are big, big time buckets. They're big momentum shifts, and especially when you play with someone like the Warriors. If Clay hits a three, then Steph come down and hits the three. Then next thing you know, you know Draymond's pushing the ball, and now you're staying home with shooters. And now Draymond gets a wide open dunk, and then the next time Draymond comes down again, and now you have to leave shooters, and he kicks it out for threes. It's, it's just, it's really just backbreaking, and they they kill you in so many ways. You know, this road trip wraps up with these games against Golden State and Sacramento. The Kings game doesn't worry me as much. I mean, I think they're a solid team. They're they're big. DeMontis Sabonis, enough said. I mean, he's he plays at a high level game in, game out. He, he torched the Bulls in Indiana. He's probably going to do the same in Sacramento. That game doesn't worry me as much as this Warriors game does because they have, like you yeah. said, so many ways to beat you. And most of the time it's from outside the arc, and that has been the Achilles heel all year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think for me, honestly, both those games worry me. I think the Warriors or the Kings play just like the Warriors. Mike Brown has those guys playing up and down at a fast pace with uh, De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk coming off the bench. Um, so I think those that Kings game really worries me. Where did Mike Brown coach last year? With oh, that's Warriors. right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's why they play so similarly. Right, yeah. Like, the fact that this road trip ends there, like I, I have no idea how the, either of those are going to go. The Warriors game is on ESPN nationally yeah. televised game whenever the bulls are on national tv anymore i just always say what well, could possibly go wrong right i don't Everything. know what could. Yeah, <laughs> it, it seems like it because they're either going to run out of the building or they're going to make it a game yeah and i just i i don't know it worries me 
anytime a team is that hot in three-point territory with this with this Bulls team that struggles with the perimeter defense, I don't know. It it feels like a mixed bag, but I, I'm expecting the worst, hoping for the best. I mean, I feel like right. that's gonna be the best way to go about it to avoid disappointment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you wanna you don't want to get your hopes too high, but you know, obviously it's the Warriors defending champs. Um, and they're they're gonna come out at home confident and um, you know, if the Bulls can still win, that'd be great. That would be great. That'd be a huge confidence boost too. Like get a win against another top team. If we talk right. about the narrative the other yep. day, get rid of that narrative, beat the Warriors. You can make a statement. And here's an interesting stat from Casey Johnson, NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, there's people talking about the extension to Billy Donovan, which we're going to get to in just a second here. The Bulls schedule this year, they're on pace to finish 35 and 47. This is from Casey Johnson of NBC Sports Chicago, quoting from his Twitter. They have played the toughest schedule to date. And then they have the third easiest schedule over the final 61 games of the year. So we talk about these rough stretches. The things are going to lighten up huge going into these yeah. next 60 games or so. So that's going to help to get through this, maybe hit the reset button, add some pieces. All of a sudden, maybe you're not in the danger zone like people think they are. Yeah, for sure. You know, everyone has the, the same schedule. I feel like um, just certain parts is, is going to be harder than others. And if you can get through these tough times, uh, fight adversity and figure out uh, the 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 kind of the scope of your team. And like you said, get a couple more pieces during trade deadline. I think they can be, uh, you know, a pretty scary team. I think they can be. And let's get to that Billy Donovan extension because that came out this week. My guy, Sham Sharania reported that Billy Donovan got an extension over the off season. Totally quiet. Like no rumors of it. Cause we even talked about when, when you joined the show, we were talking about the season that Billy Donovan's contract is going to be running up next year. Well, right. now that's not the case. Four year extension for Billy Donovan People are upset about this, and mm. I still don't understand why there's all this, you know, talk about Billy Donovan and is he the problem? I mean, I think he's playing the hand he's dealt. I think he's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, you can only do, you know, what you're dealt, like you just said. Um, you know, you got a certain amount of pieces. People have been injured in and out of the lineups. Um, you know, you just got to do what you got to do. And I think he's doing the best job he can so far. Um, like I said, a lot of the uh, the the fall, I think, feels like goes on the players. Uh, the players are out there one playing playing the game. They can make adjustments more than more so than the coach. Coach can only tell you to do so much, but the players have to figure it out on their own. I just go back to the schedule because people the timing of this was interesting because you know the Bulls are under 500 and the timing of that report coming out and then the Bulls just confirmed it right away. Like the beat writers asked right. Pete, Bulls PR and they're like, "Oh yeah, Billy got an extension." Where was the announcement? Where was the statement? Where was anything from the Ryan Storff like I disagree with Joe Cowley on a lot of things, but I respect his reporting. We disagree on a lot on Twitter. He had a spot-on story. Billy Donovan deserves some kind of statement, announcement for this contract. Yeah. And instead, we found out, I love Shams. I mean, he's a, he's a Loyola guy. I know him well. But why is that coming out through a report from Shams rather than from the team with the pomp and circumstance? I don't, I don't get that. That's just me being me, though. I'll get off that soapbox. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe Billy didn't want an uh, announcement. I, don't have, I have no clue. Um, I try to stay out of the coaching realm and the, the front office stuff. You know, as a former player, I just, you know, try to uh, watch the game and be a spectator nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is just inside baseball. This is me as a reporter. I mean, it's right. I mean, I, I respect Shams for getting the scoop. Don't get me wrong. But I just from from the team perspective, that just yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like it could have been handled better. That's just me. Right. I, I will get off this tangent because one other thing to note here that Billy Donovan said after that Suns game. Talk about the offensive identity of this team. That's been one of the biggest problems and one of the biggest reasons why they're under 500. Here's an interesting stat. 
He said the offensive identity is finishing a game with five to seven players in double figures and 25 to 30 assists. This is still from Casey Johnson. The Bulls are six and two when that happens, including both victories over the Celtics and the one over Milwaukee. So when people criticize Billy Donovan, I don't think he's the root of the problem. I think the extension was well-deserved because you see stats like that. That's what this team is capable of. It's just got to be consistency. And like you say, it comes down to the players. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The ball has to keep moving. You know, um, obviously, DeMar is one of the best uh, ISO one-on-one players in the game today. Obviously, Booch is a, a great big man for a one-on-one situation, too. But um, you got to get that ball moving, moving from side to side. And when the ball's moving from side to side, the defense is, doesn't know where to key in on. So I think once you said the, the stats speak for themselves, when they're moving the ball in the from side to side and everyone's involved, everyone's scoring, getting points, uh, they're, they're definitely hard to beat. And a healthy roster will help, too. And speaking of that, Billy provided an update on Lonzo. <laughs> the other night and it's it wasn't great we've been hopeful that Lonzo's going to come back soon hopefully we're coming up on a year since he initially suffered the injury it was a meniscus tear with a bone bruise that came with the tear here's the quote from Billy before the Suns game it's been really slow he's working through more and more but we're not close to running or cutting or contact said the pain issue is still improving but not in the clear it's also from KC I'm worried about Lonzo you know, maybe January could be a big month. Casey alluded to that on the pre on the pregame show, but right. we talked about the potential that Lonzo mm-hmm. might not come back. I'm starting to worry that might be the case. You know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to speculate on, you know, what the injury he's dealing with or that will keep him out. But it, it worries me that your starting point guard is still out. Yeah, knee injuries are tough. I mean, you got to take your time. Um, but like you said, uh, I wouldn't have any high hopes for him to come back anytime soon. Um, like I said, knee injuries are tough. So you don't want to come back too early and then re-injure that thing and then make it even worse than you're out the whole rest of the season. Um, so I just say, you know, hopefully he comes back, you know, soon. And when he comes back, he's he's 100% healthy and not, you know, have, still having lingering injury issues. And this goes back to the lineup strengths. You look at that starting five. If Let's put Lonzo in there for this argument's sake. The strengths of this team. Lonzo can distribute and shoot the three. Zach mm-hmm. is your three-point guy, and he can make your big plays. You know, he's got the explosion at the rim. He can shoot the three. Damar is your mid-range specialist. Patrick Williams is your defender. And Vooch is your stretch five, who can also just rebound and roll out of bed and get a double-double. To me, that starting five is a good unit. So now, if you're the front office, I feel like you have to start looking, okay, do we need to start looking more for a Lonzo quote-unquote replacement? I love Io Sumu. He's not ready to take on that level of responsibility just yet, I don't think. Give him right. time. But if you're in win now mode, you might have to look at making a move for a point guard. There's a trade, there's a was there a trade date, December 15th. I'm not sure how all that works, but in these next couple of weeks, I think it's worth exploring. And we've talked about that for sure. Yeah, you always got to keep exploring and always to see if any moves you can be made to make your team better, or maybe even moving uh Dragic into the starting lineup to maybe get some be uh, better better in presence. You never know. Um, and still having Io come off the bench and still bringing energy and stuff like that. So I think, like a, like I said, always as a GM, you always want to look at moves that can make your team better and uh, maybe improve your team chemistry also. I'd be perfectly fine with Dragic coming into the starting lineup and you know maybe move Io to that bench unit, have him lead that group with Caruso and Kobe White and Andre Drummond. Like To me, right. that would be a strong second unit. And I think Dragic's strengths – no, he's not the caliber of Lonzo in terms of like the passing and the three-point shooting. But with that veteran presence, maybe he can help kind of keep the ship right, keep the train right. on the tracks to, you know, let's just keep the analogies going. I've got more. Right. <laughs> kind of keep this thing going in the right direction until either Lonzo comes back or you make a move. Because I, at, we're at the point in time now, I think, 
we need to quit saying if Lonzo comes back because I'm just going right. to prepare for him to not be there. And if he comes back, great. Right. Yeah, and that's what you signed him for. He's a great veteran presence. Like, he can still shoot the three. He can still – not the greatest defender, but, you know, um, you, you can hire guys like that. So, um, but that's what you want. You want to get a good shot when you when you need it and get the ball to the right people at the right times. Yeah, and that's where – that's the other thing with Lonzo. He's a fantastic two-way player. Yeah. Like, defensively, he's great. Dragic doesn't have that same level of ability, and that's one of the biggest things with the health of this team. So, moral of the story here. Billy Donovan deserved the extension. Right. That's where I stand on it. Yeah. yeah. Just keep it going. Keep it moving. You know, uh, give him his props, give him his due, his justice, and uh, it's, it's, it's get some wins. And this could also be me just still mad about what happened with the last guy because, I mean, that was just a train wreck before Billy Donovan what's, came in here. What's the last guy's name again? Jimbo, maybe something oh. like that. <laughs> something like that. Jimbo. I just call I just call him Jimbo. I mean, I just saw an interview that Lowry Markinen did about him with JJ Reddick, and I'm like reliving that whole thing with, with the mutiny mm-hmm. and the practice. And I'm like, man, right. junior year of college was a trip, man. <laughs> but you know, it was such a train wreck before Billy got there. And I remember right. saying, call Billy Donovan. I don't know if he's gonna take the job, but call him. Right. And then he took the job and I was about fell out of my chair. Right. Like, this is a good coach, a proven coach. I think he has earned every bit of this extension, just given what happened, even let's go even go back to Hoiberg and how the tenure ended with Tibbs. Like, I think things are going well. It's just a matter of get the right personnel in there. And that's on AK and Eversley. Billy Donovan doesn't make that call. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's all in the front office. They gotta bring the right people in there who can, you know, uh, who who can all gel with the superstars you have, the franchise players you have, and they all can mesh together. And I think uh Billy Donovan can 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 really, you know, coach anyone, regardless of, you know, um, star status or coming off the bench or whatever the case may be. He can bring them all together, and I believe he's a player's coach you want to play for. Let's just look at those five different Thunder teams he took to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't care how it ended, like how they lost in the first round, whatever. He still took five different teams to the playoffs, and there were years those Thunder teams should not have made the playoffs. Right. And that was before yeah. it expanded with the play-in tournament. So right. I am not worried about the job that Billy Donovan is doing. I think he earned the extension, and we talked about this the other day. We're in December, key month in the year. I think the Bulls are in a good position. I I say it again. They have a favorable schedule here the rest of the way. They play the toughest schedule in the league so far. And I think going through the rest of the season, things are going to look much better. And hopefully they can get back over 500 and get back into that playoff hunt. I don't want to keep worrying about whether they'll make the play-in tournament. Get in the playoff hunt. Yep, just being consistent. Consistency is the is the word, and bringing the energy every night. You know, it's hard to get up for games, uh, especially on your own road trips, and you're trying to uh, work your way to get back home and sleep in your own bed. But you know, it's, uh, it's we're in the NBA for a reason. You, this is what you get paid for to to play these games and and win win these games and, and play well in these games. So to recap here, the road trip wraps up Friday, Golden State at nine o'clock on ESPN. Great, final game of this West Coast swing at Sacramento on Sunday at 5 p.m., and then it gets back to a couple home games, a row game, and another couple home games. Schedule's going to lighten up. There's opportunities. Opportunities is my big word for this year. You have opportunities, but also, let's start kicking the tires on a potential move here. I know it's December. I'm going to start talking about moves. Start kicking the tires on something. Just Even if it's little, I don't know why Tony Bradley's still on this roster. That could be a piece you could move, but that's neither here nor there. Going to get you in the front office, man. I don't want that job. I'll stick to writing about it. There's no way I can handle that job. No way. I'll I'll sit here and write about it and ask him questions and talk about it with you. But as far as actually doing that job, no, I'm, I'm good. I, I drink right. enough coffee as it is. I don't need to be, I don't need to lose any more sleep. 
<laughs> stressing out over trades and free agent signings. You'd be pretty good at it, though. <laughs> Maybe one day you never know. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented to you, as always, by our friends at Bet Online. Use that promo code BLEAV, 50% welcome bonus. That's a really good deal. And by our shirt, Jordan Pippen, 98, the last dance shop.believe.com. We're going to recap the road trip next week. We're going to look ahead to the schedule and hopefully we'll get some kind of update on the health of this team. And maybe they'll string together some wins. Who knows? I still think they're in a good spot though, CJ. I'm 9-11 or 9-12 is not great, but I think they're in a pretty decent spot, all things considered. Oh yeah, for sure. It could be worse. It could be a lot worse. Absolutely. It definitely could be. So we will see you all back here on Tuesday. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.